0: Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan. For the fans of the Houston Astros, here is your host, Rob Fontenot.
1: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. Uh, Game 3, ALCS recap. Uh, Not a fun game. Uh, Pretty frustrating game, but before I get into it, Bring on my guest for the second time this week. I appreciate him coming back on. Hector Ledesma from Sports Tonight. Uh, Thanks for hopping on again with me this late at night. (laughs) Rob, no problem. I I appreciate the invite. Thank you. So what, what was your thoughts on the game? Was it frustrating for you to watch or just... You know, my, my
0: initial thought, Rob, goes beyond tonight's game. Um, you know, I had, this, I had this, you know, we talked about this after game one. And I said, you know, I, I, the Astros are the more talented team. And remember, I, I kind of posed the question, does anybody actually think, outside of maybe the, hard, the hardest core Rays fan, and, and even that guy might, say the, might, might answer Astros on this one, does anybody really think the Rays are better than the Astros? And the consensus answer is no. Like the Astros are the more talented team, but, but you got to go out and prove that. And you know, in in any given year, you know the team with the best record, well, they have the best record for a reason. And and that was the Rays this year. And so you know, you combine that with what the Astros did during the regular season. Yeah, they got hot against the Twins and the A's, and yeah, they were. It looked like they had flipped the switch. But I just kept thinking, you know. They've got McCullers tomorrow, um, either going against Morton. If they don't win that game, now it's 0-2. Now you've really dug yourself a hole. Even, even when you're the better team, it's tough to come back from an 0-2 deficit in a best-of-seven series. You know, So when I think of tonight's game, I go back to games one and two and the missed opportunities before I even begin to think about tonight. Because tonight, I think, was an encapsulation of what we've seen in games one and two. Rays have played great defense. Their bullpen, for the most part, has been good. Although the Astros, although the Astros, whether it's the bullpen or or their starters, have done a good job of applying the pressure. But to that to that effect, the Astros haven't been able to score, uh, you know, many runs. They, they, they've left a ton of men on base. You know, um, Jose Altuve's struggles continue. So we didn't see anything tonight that we didn't see in games one and two outside of of the Rays putting up the five spot. In an inning tonight. Outside of that, we didn't really see anything that we haven't seen in games one and two. So the long way of answering your question, Rob, is when when I think about tonight, before I think about game three, I think about this series and specifically the losses in games one
1: and two. Yeah, it just seems like a continuing story of the Rays being at the right place at the right time, stealing hits from us. And today or tonight's game, uh, the outfielders made and Renfro is mostly who I'm talking about. He made two really great catches that were actually pretty dangerous. It could have, I think, the Astros could have scored two or three runs if he would have missed those balls. But he caught both of them. I mean, that they didn't do that great. I mean, let, let's start with Arcidi. Let's go. We have Arcidi. Altuve with a solo home run in the first and then Urquidy is cruising for five innings and I tweeted during the game that all we got to do is get nine innings of shutout baseball by Urquidy and we can win. That's how it felt. It didn't feel like we were going to ever score again and then we go to the sixth inning and he gives up a single and then for the third time in two games, Jose Altuve forgets how to throw a baseball. And the floodgates open. Five runs in that inning.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, and the Tuartube, the, Rob, you're still there, right? Yeah. Tuartube. I'm sorry. I, 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 I know we're collecting thoughts and, and, and kind of, you know, kind of try to dissect what we just saw. But Artuve, the first question to Dusty Baker, to Carlos Correa, and to Michael Brantley, the three guys that, that the Astros made available to the media tonight or, or following game three, the first question to each was about Artuve. Like it was, have you seen, have you ever seen him Struggle like this? Does he have the yips? One person even asked Baker, "Are you going to play him at second base tomorrow?" Baker answered, "Which you would expect. Yes, I'm going to play him tomorrow." Um, but uh, Rob, you know, I I almost it almost makes you think like, is there something wrong? Is there an injury there? Is there something lingering with Altuve that we don't know about, or is it just simply between the ears? Like, is it is it closer to the yips? Like, what is going on with him? Because it's it's bizarre. Like the the first the one that he short hopped to Gurriel in uh, it was game 1 or game 2 it was yesterday boy these games are blending together the one yeah, that he short hopped both
1: of them were yesterday
0: yeah the one that he short hopped to, to Gurriel, it's like okay you know that's a bad throw but uh eh, you know when you saw it live it's like eh, maybe Gurriel could have scooped it you know uh and then and then it was the other one which which was significantly uh, more obvious tonight you know he, he 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 scoops and then he and then he turns toward korea and he and he and he bounces it and and i'm like okay now now that's not just okay a throw kind of got away from you like it almost it, it was i almost was trying to figure out in the moment that was he trying to bounce it like was he trying to do what we what we see third baseman do often is he bouncing it across like what what why did that ball bounce it was it, it's just so bizarre um and I guess the best way you can describe it is the the Chuck Knobloch thing like the yips like I don't I don't I don't know how else to describe it but I do know that that injury or is there something going on with Altuve never came up in in the post-game press conference today no questions to Dusty about is he okay like are you having to worry about um, is it something you have to worry about like is there something going on with him that never came up. Does that mean that he's not battling something or there's not some kind of an issue in his arm? It doesn't necessarily mean that. but I would think Dusty, you know, I would think um, if it Dusty would bring it up. Dusty's a pretty open book. like Dust, it, it's been interesting covering this team with Dusty because Dusty will kind of sometimes, without meaning to, he, how do I phrase this? Um, I don't want to use the wrong term there are some managers and coaches actually I would say most of them go out of their way to make it seem like they're protecting their players and they're not throwing their players under the bus sometimes Dusty says things that come across that way like he may be not so much throwing the player under the bus but saying frankly yeah you know we just didn't execute the pitch or we just didn't do this or we just didn't do that you know and Whereas other man, whereas other managers, you know, or, or coaches and other sports might just kind of, you know, put flowery language around it, and and you can tell, you can tell they're covering, uh, but but at least they're covering. Dusty doesn't really cover. So for you would think that Dusty would, if there was an injury issue there, Dusty would say, um, "Yeah, he, he's dealing, you know, he's dealing with a, a little bit of a short, uh, sore arm, or there's something bothering him with something that that he that he's really not letting on to." That's never come up. So it's just baffling to see what what happened what's happened to Duba there at second.
1: Like you said, he scooped the ball up, perfect form, you know, to turn to make the throw to Correa, and it's he wasn't out in the grass, he wasn't out in right field, he was in the dirt halfway between first and second, and he short hopped it. I mean, it, it just. And what's crazy, I, I tweet a lot during the game, and I and he made a play earlier. I guess they hit a ground ball to a second, and he made the play. And I tweeted, why am I so nervous every time Altuve has to make a throw? And then that happens. And I'm just, oh, my God, I couldn't believe that it happened. And he and Erkidi uh, had already given up a single, so there was one guy on that put the guy on first and second and it should have been a double play more than likely. I don't know if it the guy, that... it, it, it would have been a double play.
0: It, it, it would have, I mean, it, it was, it was a routine. It would have been routine, bang,
1: bang. Like it would have been. So, I mean, you, you go to Rikidi, like I said earlier, the, in the second inning, the first inning, I think he struck out the first three guys. I mean, if my memory is uh, serving me correctly, and then the second inning, he, he loaded the bases. And I was thinking, oh, no. But he got out of it. He had a runner on second with one out in the third inning. He got out of it. And he, he was cruising. And then it just, everything imploded. Just like the other day, Altuve made that bad throw, which would have been out three. And the next guy hit a three-run homer. And so he made this error, and then Paredes came in, and before you and I started recording, we went back and listened uh, to Dusty Baker's reason while he brought him in. He said it was because of the matchup. It was Irquidy's third time around. Uh, What else did he say? He had power. And Paredes actually did pretty decent. I mean, getting ahead in the count. Yeah. Uh, But he gave up a single that loaded the bases another single two runs come in then you had the sack bunt and then he hit two guys in a row it just fell apart and it was three to one right and he brings in Rayleigh he gives up a double two more runs come in I mean it's five to one Right. I mean we're cruising we go from a guy throwing a and the announcers were talking about it you know how good he did in the World Series last year, and they were complimenting him like we're watching another gym from jose orkedi and and that bad throw and the floodgates open yeah
0: yep this is yeah. crazy and 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 it's interesting because sometimes you uh you we, sometimes we we kind of make the analysis that sometimes managers overthink right, and coaches overcoach um and that this could have been, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and that's part of the fun of doing this. But um, that could be. It's just it's interesting that you know one of one of your fielders and a guy who's normally sure-handed uh, or or solid, spectacular at his position, one of the best. Um, you know, although he's struggling now, that Don't guy yet yeah, yeah that guy makes an uh, a mistake and it affects and so your pitcher's the one that gets taken out. Like it's just. It's interesting the way, the way that works. Like, I'm not saying that you take Artuva out. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is why does one have to do with the other? Like, I get that you now have first and second with no outs, but what had Urquidy done at that point that, that, you know, and like you said, Dusty said that, well, it was going to be Urquidy's third time around facing the lineup. He liked Paredes' power coming in, Um, you know. um, So yeah, he had his reasons. But really, is, is that overthinking it? Is that overcoaching? Like, at that point, what, why don't you leave Urkidi in there? There's not guys on first and second because of him, you know? So Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, he only had 75 pitches. That's why I was so curious. I mean, the, the, the bad throw happened, and I think I went in the room and told my wife about it. And when I went back in there, Urkidi was out. And I was like, well, that was fast. Like <laughs> I didn't even know what happened. Right. And then Paredes was out there and they showed the graphic before he started pitching that he hasn't allowed a run the entire post season. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, going back to Dusty saying he liked the matchup and all that. I mean, I guess if he would have went in and, and blew the doors off of these guys, we'd be saying that was a great move. Right. But, uh, I mean, Paradies had a successful first two rounds, but those were in the day. And I think when he was coming in, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it's all because of that, but he was coming in when the shadows were, you know, half home plate and half pitcher's mound. He had the benefit of that. I don't know if that completely had anything to do with it. I don't know if any of his innings he had to come in with two guys on. And no outs. I don't know if he had that kind of pressure, you know, looking back. But I don't know. I, I just, I've never seen the dominoes fall that quickly. What reminds me of this, and not that anything bad happened, but do you remember, I think it was 2015, and they were in the playoffs against the Royals. Uh-huh. And, the, and, and we were cruising, and the Royals had like seven singles in a row. And you're just like, are they gonna get anybody out? Yeah. And that's what this was. It's just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I mean, he hit he hit two guys in a row. It's he, he was like, like Dusty said, he was up two and oh, one and oh. I mean, he was up oh two, one, two. Uh, I think something about the sack bunt was kind of like fluky, but you know, he hit two guys in a row. It was just nuts, just crazy. But If you don't have anything else to add to that, like right away, and I'm still in the room uh, complaining to my wife because I was upset. I'm very, and the people that listen to this podcast know this, I'm very emotional when the Astros play. There's two types of fans. There's one type that is very emotional about it and they're very invested And they get upset about things. They're not going to give up on the team, but they get upset. And then there's another type of fan that's a cheerleader. You know, I have nothing negative to say about my boy, Jose Altuve. We got to keep cheering for our team. I'm just not like that. I still love them, right? I mean, I get upset, but I still love them. There's just two types of teams. But I missed Brantley uh, with his solo home run. And we're not done. This game isn't over. I tweeted after that. I said, The Astros have two more innings to score three runs. They can do this. The game isn't over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, although, although at the same time, Rob, don't, don't you kind of also get the sense that, I don't know, going back to what I said at the top. Just can't. I just kind of had a weird feeling since about I don't know. Maybe it's since, since the moment Game One ended. Just kind of had this odd feeling that this this just isn't the stars aren't aligning now. Like so so <laughs> so, so, so so let's just simplify it and let's just call it a gut feeling, right? Let's just let's just call it let's just call it a gut feeling for for lack of a better term. That doesn't mean your gut feeling is always correct. But when they went down five one, I think I kind of felt the opposite. I kind of felt. They'll probably make this interesting. I'd be shocked if the Astros don't at least threaten once through these these remaining, you know, four or five innings or five in, four innings, three innings at that point. Um, but do I think they're going to come back and win this thing? I don't know. And so I, I, don't, I don't think, you know, and that didn't come from a place of anger so much as it, like, again, it just came from a place, of just kind of a gut sense.
1: Yeah. It's sort of like the Rays, are just destined to win this I mean you go to the seventh inning and I, I don't remember but the guy in center field I you know I know Dusty said in the Zoom interview that he stole a home run but I, I don't think that would have went over and we already talked about Renfro making those two catches and he did one of them in the seventh inning yeah uh, there was also that great uh, play by the pitcher uh damies is adamies or whatever his name is the shortstop he made a couple of good plays sure Uh, we hit hard balls and they're there i mean it's just no matter what we do it seems like they were always at the right place at the right time and the only runs we could muster we have to hit it over the fence where they're not at right so it's very frustrating yeah and uh but but the eighth inning you know you're saying you know they're going to make some noise, and they did. The Astros had the bases loaded with one out. Tucker flew out, and Yuli Gurriel grounded out, and that right there is when I gave up. That's it. I mean, I, I you know, they brought in Toro. He walked. out two, they struck out on a horrible call. Horrible yes. call on that strikeout, yep. and then Brantley flew out. So. But Urkeedy, five innings, four hits and two runs, seventy-five pitches. He only walked one guy. Parade's only got one guy out. Uh, just you know, you know, the bright spot was Josh James, two innings. No runs, no hits, and three strikeouts. Yeah, Josh is pretty darn good tonight. So going in the offense, Altuve went two for four. Brantley went two for five. They both had a home run. Altuve also had a walk. The that that's four hits. The Astros had seven hits. So those guys got four out of the seven hits. The Astros had seven hits, one costly error, one for eight and runners in scoring position. They left ten on base. They're down three to zero. So that led me to look this up. only one team has come back from a 3-0 deficit. Yep, yep. The 37. The yeah, the Red Sox and the Yankees and that's a 30 for 30 story. Yep. 37 out of 38. The team yep. leading 3-0 has won the series. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much a death sentence. I mean, it's <laughs> you know, I mean it it's I mean, you you think about it, it you know. And I I think it's I, it's uh, it's never happened in basketball in the NBA, and I think it's only happened in hockey maybe like twice. Um, and there's a reason for it. Like if you're if you're if you've lost three, and and more often than not, you know you you know uh, the when this happens in a, in a late series, either a championship series or, or you know in, in in baseball, you know the ALCS and the NLCS is, is equivalent to a conference championship, right? when it happens to the when it happens to the conference championship level or or the finals uh, or world series in this case the team that's up on you 3-0 is pretty darn good like that's why they're there and so to beat them four straight times like it's it, it it's not going to happen now here's the thing is we say that and Michael Brantley said this, and this is the way you've got to think about it. Michael Brantley said, well, we've won four games in a row before, and we can win four games in a row before. Um, and then he said, but we fully understand what's in front of us. Now, Yeah. to, now to, to, to speak specifically to that, not only can the Astros win four in a row, the, the Rays aren't so – they're not the 27 Yankees. They're not the big red machine, um, you know, they can, you can, you can beat them four times in a row. Like there, there's nothing that, there's nothing that when you look at them, you go, well, how, how in the world are you going to beat that guy? You know, they don't, they don't, they're not going to have, you know, Cy Young or Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling coming out tomorrow in game four. Like you, you can beat them. You know, this series is not like, oh my goodness, it, it's it. Like, like it, there's no chance. The Astros outside of it being three. 0 just, just all things being equal. You don't look at this by any means and go. The Astros cannot beat the Rays, or the Rays are going to be awfully tough to beat, even for this one game, because they have that arm going, or or what have you. Um, so the the Astros are capable of. They're good enough, and I honestly think talent wise, they're so they're better than the Rays to the point where they 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 could run out four straight win wins against Tampa, um, and and it will it would it wouldn't be a shocker but that's in ordinary circumstances. Like this is at the ALCS against a team that's already played better than anybody else in the American league for the last three, four months. Um, mm-hmm. and that, that's that's playing with a confidence level that is sky high. Um, and that's got a very good bullpen. Um, and as, as you and I have seen over the years, like I, you can make the argument, Rob, you can make the argument. And, and I'd love to, it's a discussion for a different day. I'd love to look at the numbers over the last couple of years. I would say you can make the argument that a better bullpen or a, let me, let me, let me start that again, that a great bullpen might be more important than a great starting rotation, a great one, two, three, at least when you get into a playoff series in a playoff series now, because very few, very few uh, one, two, or one, two, three punches, very few end up being like the 2001 Diamondbacks. Like very few one-two pitchers like Randy Johnson and Curt Schilling end up being lights out every single time they go out in a series. More often than not, you're going to see what you got last year with, with Verlander and Cole in the World Series or even in the ALCS. You know, Ver, you know, once they got to the World Series, Verlander and Cole weren't lights out like they had been during the regular season. And even in the in the in, in the Tampa ALDS last year, you know, mm-hmm. more often than not, your your one, two, even three guys are going to get hit. It, the lineups are so good if this deep in the playoffs that you're going to get to them. But it's a strong bullpen, you know, facing guys who manage manager engineers and and plays like a chessboard to kind kind of come in and face certain batters, and having several of those quality arms in there, I would argue that is more important even than a 1-2-3 or a 1-2 um, in the uh, in, in in a short playoff series. So the Rays have that going for them. But outside of that, there's nothing that says that the Astros can't beat the Rays four times in a row. They just now got to do it or else their season's
1: over. Like the, the, the context is what makes it really difficult. So one thing I was thinking about is tomorrow's game – the Rays will have that added added pressure that if they win, they go to the World Series. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a little bit of pressure. I don't, I mean, it's just kind of like a guy that usually, like uh, Ryan Presley, he usually pitches the eighth inning and there's pressure because it's a Major League Baseball game and you're trying to hold things down, but it's a different pressure to be the closer. And so I'm just saying there's a little bit of different pressure probably closing the series out. And, you know, the Astros don't have a great chance of coming back. We already went over that. But, I mean, just imagine if they could take the next two from them. I mean, they, they could steal the momentum and, you know, maybe they could be uh, – they could make it 37 uh, out of 39. You know, maybe they could be the second guy to do it.
0: right. Right. And that's going to have to be the key. And you know, I just spent the last like whatever going off on a tangent about how it can be done. On the other side, the things that hurt the thing that hurts the Astros is unlike last year, Rob. You can't say, well, if they win, if they wins games four and five, it then sets up for Verlander in game six and Cole in game seven. So that's to the Astros' detriment. Like I know, I just talked about how Verlander mm-hmm. and Cole. You know, they weren't lights out in last year's World Series, but that's but but they're still better than 90, 95 percent of pitchers who are going to pitch in in a World Series game for you. You know, you know, so so you still want that kind of guy, you know, throwing the ball, you know, making a start for you in a crucial game. You just have to you're just silly if you expect that guy to throw out eight innings, to throw up a, a complete game shutout every single time he goes out. That's what I meant. When I when I invoked yeah. when, when invoke Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling, like very rarely does your one-two punch play at a Hall of Fame level in that moment at that particular time. And so that's going to hurt the Astros is if they get to a game six or a game seven, you know, game six would be, I mean, would it be you would be looking at McCullers for game six, right? Like you would assume or, yeah. you know, so – so again, you kind of get back to you know you, you you get back to that well what 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 kind of deters the Astros or what kind of makes you think that maybe this thing is isn't going to to be quite so easy, even though they're more talented up and down on that roster, is it doesn't set up well for them either from a pitching perspective.
1: yeah, yeah, so uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but as irritated and frustrated as I am about these guys losing. You do have to think about this. We lost Justin Verlander. Mm -hmm. He only pitched one game. We have no Jordan Alvarez. Right. We have, I mean, they talked about it. We don't have McHugh anymore. We don't have Harris. We have all these young rookies in the bullpen, and I'm not blaming them at all for what's going on. I think it's more of what the Rays are doing and less of what the Astros are doing. But as a fan, because I am a fan of the Astros, this was my tweet after the game, no matter how bad I feel, I said, there are only four teams that have a chance to win the world series. And there's 26 teams that have a 0% chance. And we're one of those four. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think it was a successful season. I didn't expect to even get this far. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not – I mean, sort of. I'm mailing it in already. I don't I don't think the Astros are going to win it. I don't think they're going to be, beat these guys four times in a row. I don't think these guys are – the bullpen is just going to fold. I don't think uh, the defense is going to stop making these spectacular plays. Uh, I just – I mean, I think it's over, but I also think they have a slim chance. I mean, the percentages, the history is not in their favor. And the way things are going is definitely not in their favor. And and the bad thing about it, like you said, the Astros are the better team. And I don't know exactly what the numbers would be, but if you blame the five runs today on the out to the air because it could have been a double play and our probably would have pitched to the next guy. And then the last game he gave up that's eight runs that yeah. you could attribute to two throwing errors and things could be different. I mean, we could have won today. We could have won yesterday, but we didn't. Right. Now we're down three to zero. And I think we both feel the same way that maybe this just isn't our year. Yeah.
0: To, and and to underscore what you were saying just, just a moment ago, one of the things I tweeted uh, a, about a week ago or so, I think it was they were on the verge of knocking off. they were on the verge of sweeping the A's. I think it was that morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I tweeted, this might speak to just how big an upset last year's World Series was, um, but – I'm trying, and, and try because I, but but that, w- that would be an indirect effect of, 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 of how impressive this run has been for the Astros because they've essentially lost last year's AL Cy Young winner. They lost last year's AL Rookie of the Year. They lost last year's AL's saves leader. And they lost via free agency, like not even on the, on the team anymore, a guy who went on a historically dominant run for like five months of the season. Like mm-hmm. they lost those four guys, and then you mer- you mentioned McHugh and Harris, but they lost those four guys, and they still um, got into the playoffs and advanced and are on the verge of advancing to to a fourth straight American League Championship Series. Like that's pretty. See,
1: I forgot all about not having Garrett Cole, and I forgot all about not having Osuna. Yep. I mean, there there's a lot of pieces missing from last year and we still got this far. I mean overall, you know, 29 and 31 regular season, but you know, I mean, overall I'm, I'm happy with it. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to hang my head down. I'm still going to be proud of these guys. I'm still going to feel like a winner. Right. I mean, I didn't win, but you know, your fa- right. you know, right. if if your favorite team is horrible, your friends and your coworkers and your family will give you a hard time. And I think that's why people say we, because, you know, you take the punishment if they do bad. So you should get some of the glory uh, when they do good. But here's a, here's a tweet Chandler Rome tweeted out. And I wanted to share this, but I kind of skipped over it. The Astros have stranded 31 base runners. Yeah. They're four for 24 with runners in scoring position. And in those four hits, none of them produced any runs. Yep. So yep. I get, are, are all their home run are all their runs just solo shots?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Think about it. Yeah. I mean, Dubin tonight. Brantley tonight. in game one. Um, that was the only run they scored in game one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeez, was has has every single run been a solo shot? How did they score their two runs last yesterday? I'm 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 trying to I'm trying I'm scrambling in my head to try to remember what they That's did what I'm looking up. Yeah, yeah. But oh, we, Correa,
1: Correa had a solo home run in the sixth.
0: Okay, they scored two runs last night, didn't they?
1: Yeah. How did they score thought, the second? I thought they had a home run.
0: I thought so. Ortuva's home run didn't come in game one. In game one, oh
1: no, no, no. They had the bases loaded and Springer hit into a double play. That's right. The guy from third scored. That's right. That's right. Okay. So, yeah, so I, I don't know how many times they've had the bases loaded and didn't score, but yeah, pretty frustrating. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It is what it is. The Rays seem like a team of destiny. Yeah. Uh, but don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up on a hopeless situation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see. Hey, they've got another one to play at the Brayleys. We'll see what happens tomorrow.
1: Yeah, we got Grinky and Charlie Morton. Char- Did you say Charlie Morton? Didn't he go against uh, Lance McCullers? He went against Lance. Charlie's not going tomorrow, is he? Oh, okay. I thought I thought I heard you say Charlie Morton.
0: No, no, no. I I would. I was. I, I think I brought up Charlie in terms of. Um, I think in terms of game two and then maybe seeing him again against McCullers in a potential game six, if it gets that far.
1: <sighs> well, all right. Well, that, that other game that he made that error, him and uh, Correa switched places because he didn't like that angle, but yeah, no excuse for today, but uh, you listened to the zoom calls and uh, what I read, the team supports them. And yeah. they said he feels worse than anyone. And you could see it. You could see it in his face.
0: Yeah. Artuba is one of those guys. He's he he's very easy to read. The guy, you know, that to, to use a cliche, he 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 does wear his, his heart on his sleeve. He is very easy to read. And so you can tell, man, it, it's weighing on him. Um, it'll be great to see him. At the, the the thing is that he's been he's been fine at the plate, you know. Doing, oh yeah, you know. So and, and honestly, that that's that makes it even scarier. It's not like you go, well, if you can just kind of get a couple of hits or do this, and maybe he can play his way out of it. Like he's he's fine offensively, which makes the defensive struggles all that uh, you know
1: all the more baffling. I thought they could DH him. I mean, if he's got the yips and he can't throw, D- I mean, didn't uh, Diaz DH? Diaz can play second. Yeah. But some, you know, there's people on there that's on, a, you know, fans talking on social media that you don't want to do that. But why not if he can't throw? I We all know he can throw, though. That's what's frustrating. Yeah. But he's got the yips, the gnaw blocks, like you said earlier. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any closing statements in this episode? No, I
0: wish I wish I could say with some amount of confidence that. You know, I think the Astros are if, if any if any team is primed to make any kind of historic run and 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 kind of equal the 2004 Red Sox, it would be these Astros, but I don't see it. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, I would love to be proven wrong. But there's nothing in these first three games that leads you to believe that they're gonna turn the single. Run. And and like granted, I get that when a team's down 3-0, it's not like you it's it's hardly ever will you look at those first three games, all three losses, and go, you know what? I see something that makes me believe they're going to win four straight now. Like, I get yes. that's not the case. But if you look at specifics, you know, ev- all, all the guys the Astros are without. The Rays having that believe, that team of destiny look to them. Um, the, the 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 Astros' best player. I, I, I still consider Artube their best player. They're, the Astros' best player having huge defensive um, uh, lapses. You know, the lack of a the lack of a of a of a lockdown, gimme the boss, shut down guy. The you know, I think mm-hmm. a bunch of things overall. It just doesn't lead me to believe that they're gonna be able to they're gonna be able to knock this to pull this thing out. So um I guess that's the closing statement. Is that do they get swept? <laughs> do they get swept? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they win a game. Maybe
1: two. Do I see them winning four straight? Nah. Yeah, I don't even know if I would be I mean, I guess it's just trash talking by other teams would be worse if we got swept. But personally, if they lost four games to one or four games to zero, it wouldn't really matter to me. Uh, But you look at the National League, the Dodgers are down two to zero now. Yep. And you're looking at uh, something, you know, baseball may not want as far as the ratings go because you got a potential Dodgers Astros World Series rematch between the team that thinks they are the true champions against the team that stole it from them, and you might end up with the Braves and the Rays. Is that like the most or the least interesting World Series that you could think of? Yeah,
0: well, um, of the four teams left, yes. Although I will say, for the Braves, the the Braves are pretty darn fun to watch. The only thing is, you're right, of the four teams left. They're the third, they're the third of the they're the third sexiest of the four teams left, with the Dodgers and yeah. Astros clearly being one and two, and the storyline between the Dodgers and the Astros being being number one overall, regardless of team.
1: Yeah, you go to the last series, the Rays knocked out the Yankees, so that took away the series with us, and now they're knocking us out, more than likely, and that takes away the uh Series with the Dodgers, so the Rays are just messing it up for everybody. Yeah, yeah. All right, it'll Hector. Be, be all the fun. I appreciate you joining me again, buddy. Go get all some right. rest. I will. You too, Rob. And uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again, Hector. No problem. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe, so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter
1: at Rob Fontenot.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.